Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. This is Sunday Bet Prep right here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. A little bit of a change to that introduction as... It is Greg Oops Peterson holding it down for Matt Eumanns tonight. I know that Matt does an absolutely amazing job with this show, so I'm going to do my best to fill in, and I've got the help of a trio of guests along the way, as in about 30 minutes, we're going to be talking to Russell Brown. He does a great job over at Cover One. He's a national NFL draft analyst, does a great job taking a look at the game of football. We're going to be taking a look at these games from him, trying to see if we can spot a little bit of value from some of these, shall we say, off-the-radar guys, perhaps from the prop market. So we're going to be chatting with him in hour number one. We've got to go behind the counter at some point during this show. As in hour number two, we go to one of the most friendly men in Las Vegas, Dwayne Colucci. He does an amazing job as the Rampart Race and Sportsbook Director. He's going to be joining me in about 90 minutes. So that is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be chatting with him about what he's all been seeing behind the counter, what he's anticipating when the action is going to be coming in Sunday morning. Because as we know, I'm recording this Saturday night, but Sunday morning is when the onslaught is really going to be coming in with regards to the money. Most of the action, it does come in on game day. So we're going to get his expectations and what we've seen thus far and how the line has been moving in general. And then we are going to be chatting in about two hours with a gentleman by the name of Will Hill. No, not the sportsbook Will Hill, but Will Hill, he does a terrific job over here at VEASAN, contributes so much to all of our written work, does an amazing job taking a look at the game of football. He is out there in the northeast part of the country, so we've got a trio of great guests. We've got amazing games that are going to be coming up for Sunday. Probably going to dive a little bit into the Monday night football game between the Chiefs and the Raiders as well, if time allows, but... We've got 14 great games to be able to take a look at. And for anyone that had the Toronto Blue Jays on Saturday, we're going to try to help you out with the sting of that loss, be able to flush that down and be able to turn it forward to a great Sunday. But before we touch upon the games for Sunday, one big thing that I did recognize for this week in terms of the NFL is just taking a look at a lot of injuries and trying to gauge how close to 100% a lot of these guys are. I think that that's very important because now we've got a lather for a lot of these teams, four weeks into the season for a lot of these teams. If you're counting the Colts and the Broncos in terms of that Thursday night football game, they have played five, but 
Now you're starting to have a little bit more attrition. You're starting to see teams have to go with a little bit more depth in general. I would say that we don't have any team that has truly been completely ravaged by injuries. I think that Saints fans might be disagreeing with me just a touch on that. But I do think that something that is very important to take a look at with regards to these injury reports and just diving into these games in general is not just whether or not a guy is going to play or not. Now, that's very important. A lot of this does happen before game day as well. We saw this with the Dallas Cowboys. We were wondering if it was indeed going to be Cooper Rush or if it was going to be Dak Prescott. Came on towards the middle part of the week that, you know what, Dak Prescott, he is starting to improve and he is not going to be playing. So we're going to be seeing Cooper Rush once again in this game against the Los Angeles Rams cause a little bit of line movement as I'm recording this right now. We're finding the Cowboys between about a five to a five and a half point underdog. This is one that has moved around as if you took a look at the look at line, by the way, it was the LA Rams laying a touchdown. You saw that come down a little bit after what we saw last week. And then it has now bumped up to a lot of places offering about a five and a half. You've got a couple stray fives. I'm seeing also one four and a half out there at the South Point. Ironically enough, the Rampart, they utilize pretty much the same numbers as the South Point. So we're going to ask Dwayne Colucci if they've got perhaps a little bit more liability on that game. So that is something that is always a fascination. You always want to be taking a look at just trying to get the best of the number in general. But I do think that it is very important to take a look at just how close to 100% these guys are that are dealing with these injuries because I would argue that Cooper Rush this week is probably a little bit of an upgrade to if Dak Prescott went in this game for the Dallas Cowboys. If you trot out there someone that is much less much less than 100%, that could be a big giant issue. Now, the one thing with Dak Prescott is that obviously it's not a lower body injury, a guy that's able to move around quite well in the pocket, is able to scramble a bit better than Cooper Rush. There's no denying that if it would be a little bit of a lower body injury, I would argue that that would be a little bit more cause for concern, but I still do think that if you're trotting out there a quarterback that is having a tough time gripping the football in general, might not be putting great spin on it, you probably want to be sticking with a guy like a Cooper Rush, and that is what the Dallas Cowboys are going to be doing this week, and that, I think, is something that is very important to take a look at. Now, there are some injuries that sometimes they get blown a little bit out of proportion, and sometimes they get downplayed. Like, I take a look at the L.A. Rams, and what they've all been dealing with with Matthew Stafford. You go back to week one, we saw that line between the Rams and the Buffalo Bills be right around to pick them to the Rams being a very, very, very slight favorite prior to what we were seeing with the reports of Matthew Stafford. And I would argue that it was downplayed a little bit. If you just turned on Sports Talk Radio in general, you took a look at just a lot of these reports, they were making a little bit of Matthew Stafford being banged up, and he has been able to play through it, but... I would argue that it's that it's hurt Matthew Stafford quite a bit this season. As Matthew Stafford has been a little bit of an interception machine. The LA Rams have not been able to utilize the ground game to be able to help him out. So I do think that that is something that is very important to take a look at. And a game that I'm going to be touching upon quite a bit here in our number one. I am a man from the great state of Wisconsin. So got to pay lip service to the Green Bay Packers, a team that I will tell you right now, so a little bit of a spoiler, I am not backing this week. They are eight-point favorite against the New York Giants. The one thing that I needed in terms of insurance for the New York Giants before firing in on them, once again, was the injury report. Daniel Jones, he has a relatively okay start to the season. I do think that the 3-1 and one that we're seeing with the New York Giants, that no question is quite a bit of a product of the schedule that we've been seeing in general, but... You know what? 3-1 and one is 3-1. and one. You don't apologize for the wins that you get, whether you're playing against the Monsters of the Midway every week or if you're playing against, insert your really bad college football team, UConn football here. You know what? Wins are wins. You don't apologize for them, but Giants certainly have been beneficiaries of the schedule to this point. But that Daniel Jones injury was very important because we also saw in that game Tyrod Taylor, the understudy for the Giants, he went out due to a concussion, and if it wasn't going to be Danny Dimes in this game, it was most likely going to be Davis Webb. And you probably don't want to be banking on Davis Webb because even though he was a third-round draft pick out of the University of California, he has thrown as many passing yards as Greg Peterson, and when you're going with a guy that has been in the league for over four years and has thrown as many yards as the man currently sitting behind this microphone, 
that's not necessarily a place where you want to be. No doubt the travel of London is something that is going to be factored into this game, and it's not going to be just factored into this game as well. This is a little bit of a wonky week five in that typically when teams come back from going across the pond, I'm looking at the game that we saw last week in terms of the New Orleans Saints and the Minnesota Vikings. Typically, they get a bye weekend. From everything I saw, both teams had the option of taking a little bit of an earlier bye week. They decided, you know what, we want to bank that bye week for a little bit later on during the season because we are only four games through a 17-game season. If we can get it a little bit later, we're going to be able to utilize that rest a little bit more. They were probably thinking that there weren't going to be too many injuries. I'll argue that the Saints could probably use that bye week right now with Michael Thomas being banged up. Jameis Winston being banged up. I know that there's just some line injuries on both the offense and the defense that they're dealing with. I'm sure that the towel boy is dealing with an ailment at this point. I mean, it's just a little bit of a mash unit in general for the Saints. So maybe they're regretting that decision a little bit. And certainly a game that I'm going to be hitting upon tonight is going to be that Seahawks versus Saints game. Since I do think that it's one of the biggest ones of fascination in general. But I do think that just taking a look at these teams, taking a look at where they stand right now, because I mean, on the flip side for the Green Bay Packers, they've been dealing with some wide receiver injuries as well. We remember in week one, Alan Lazard was the guy that was badly banged up for the Green Bay Packers and for the Green Bay Packers. It's a completely new wide receiver core that they have been dealing with and they're trying to mix and match, find a way to replace everything that we saw from Devontae Jones and as a result of everything that we've seen from this Packers wide receiver core, I would argue that this is not the same old Green Bay Packers. I mean, we all think of Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers being able to put up these absolutely tremendous numbers and with the Green Bay Packers, the way that they've gotten off to the start has not been via completely lighting up the scoreboard. We may recall that perhaps there were some rumblings of this last season. I, I still remember there was a stretch towards the middle half of the season last year where the Green Bay Packers had played six consecutive unders. For the Green Bay Packers, they've really been able to get the job done via defense. They were able to play an over last week against the New England Patriots, but as a team that in general has played just one over to three unders, been a little bit of a theme in general this season in the NFL. As in the NFL, we saw this prop pop up a little bit last season in which you had right around 54 and a half or so percent of games, depending upon your closing numbers on totals, go under the total. And depending upon your closing numbers thus far this season, you've had 39 overs and either 25 or 26 overs. There's one game that, depending upon your book, it may have been a push, it may have been an over, but you're hovering between 60 and 61% of games this season going under the total after last season. We saw about 54.2, 54.3-ish percent of games go under the total. So that has really been something to take a look at this season. And I do think that that is very important because, as we know, when it comes to the NFL, it's the most publicly bet sport. And there are a lot of people that they're rooting on a whole bunch of points. They're rooting on for this offensive spectacle. Guys to be able to get their player props over. list goes on and on. It's not so sexy to be like, Ooh, I see a total of 40 and a half, 41 in the Green Bay Packers versus the New York football Giants game. I'm going to wake up 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, 6.30 a.m. Pacific time, and I am going to hope for a whole bunch of three and outs, three yards and a cloud of dust from guys like A.J. Dillon and company, Saquon Barkley to get completely bottled up. That's not what a lot of people are doing, but... That is certainly something that has been able to make you some money recently. And we've been alluding to this New York Giants versus Green Bay Packers game a little bit. That is going to be the main game that I'm going to be touching upon on the other side. It is an early one, and it is a game that I think we should hit on first and foremost here on Sunday Prep, Bet Prep here on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network on the other side. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. 
Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Sunday Bet Prep is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher and simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting success by offering a smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little bit different everyone is on their own journey but when you feel like you're ready to take that first step forward towards change zen is going to be there for you check out zen nicotine pouches today at zen.com that is zyn.com warning this is a product that contains nicotine nicotine it is an additive chemical as we're back here on the greg peterson experience on vsin the sports betting network in about 15 minutes we're going to be joined by russell brown he does a great job over at cover one does a great job with this NFL draft analysis, and on top of that, does an cr- incredible job of just breaking down so many players in the NFL. We're going to try to find some value with him in about 15 minutes. Dive into a few props, dive into a few games, so we're going to have a good time with that. Also going to have a good time taking a look at this game, as we are going to be let off on this Sunday very, very early. If you're out here on the West Coast, it's a 6.30 a.m. Pacific time first kick, so you do want to be... Probably setting the alarm. You might want to make yourself a nice little cup of coffee, cappuccino, what have you, because, well, this one is an early one, as it is the Giants and the Packers. Packers pretty much across the board have settled in as an eight-point favorite with a total on this game of 41.5, and it is a game that I alluded to a little bit earlier, and this is going into what I was talking about in segment number one, taking a look at the injury report and how important that is. Now, you are going to have Kadarius Toney out of the fold for the New York Giants, but and let's call it what it is. Kadarius Tony, thus far this season, has as many yards as Greg Peterson. So they have been really without him for the entirety of this season. So I do think that that's not necessarily going to be too much of an issue. And for Daniel Jones, his mobility, I do think, is going to be limited. He is going to be good to go in this game. But you do have to question that a little bit. Good news is he is going to have behind him Saquon Barkley. And He's a guy that has been banged up all throughout his career, but now that he is fully healthy, he has been able to take off and has really been able to be that home run hitter, averaging right around five and a half yards per carry. He's been able to do an incredible job just all four weeks throughout the season in general. He was a little bit bottled up in that game against the uh, Carolina Panthers, but really past that, has been able to do an amazing job. And something that I always try to take a look at in terms of these London games as well is how much is the field going to be torn up? Because they do play a few games at Wembley Stadium and then They've got the games at Tottenham Hotspur. This is going to be the Hotspur game over there in London. So I always do think that that's a little bit of a factor. I do think that that plays into this a tab, but I do think that with the Green Bay Packers, they're probably going to want to go with a little bit more of a balanced attack in this spot. They've been able to get some very good production whenever they have used Aaron Jones this season. They've been using Aaron Jones in more of about a 15 carry per game sort of role. He was able to really carve up the New England Patriots a little bit last week. So 
he was able to give them some nice returns there. And really the last few weeks in general has been able to find some good groundwork. But the big question that you've got with the Green Bay Packers is it's a low total right around 41, 41 and a half. It's a little bit of a shock to see these low of totals with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. But that has really been what we've been finding in the NFL in general. And I do think that there's going to be a little bit more of a run on overs here in recent weeks as or here in future weeks as well, because with just bookmakers in general, we've seen this trend in a wide variety of sports. I'm someone that I do a lot in terms of baseball. First three weeks of the baseball season, right around 60 games went, or 60% of games went under the total. In terms of the NBA, you may remember last year, first month of the season, over 60% of games were going under. I believe that at season's end, it was pretty much a 50-50 split between overs and unders. Bookmakers are going to adjust, and I do think that just with this day and age in the NFL, now having three preseason games, some of these guys, they don't play preseason at all. First few games of the season, you do have guys trying to be able to find their footing. It's pretty much an extended preseason, and now you're able to get into the regular season. Now you're able to see what these guys are truly made of. But when it comes to the Green Bay Packers as well, something else I do think is going to be very important being able to get, because I talked about Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon going a little bit as well. He's He's been a little bit more of a bowling ball style running back, has been just trying to be able to grind it out, and he was able to have a successful week last week against the New England Patriots, but I do think that there might be some issues going up against this New York football Giants team. Now the Giants, I do think that their defensive numbers have been a little bit inflated because, well, last week they went up against the Chicago Bears, and if there is something that is eluding the Chicago Bears, it is a forward pass, so... That has been a little bit of an issue, but you do take a look at this Giants defense. 23 points or fewer allowed in each other four games. Once again, competition, not necessarily the world's greatest in the world, but other than the elite of the elite offenses like the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, it really has been touch and go with a lot of these teams all season long. But on the flip side for the New York Giants, what I do think is going to be very important is just finding weapons for Daniel Jones to be able to throw to because and with Saquon Barkley, he's able to do a lot for this bunch. But as we know, Sterling Shepard, he took that absolutely nasty hit. He is done. Actually, I think there was a non-contract injury with him. Kenny Galladay is just stealing money right now. He's not going to be playing in this game. Kadarius Sony is not going to be playing in this game as well. So you're down to guys like Richie James, David Sills, the fifth. So that is a little bit of an issue. Can you perhaps get a little bit of something out of the tight end spot, which has not been necessarily the forte of the New York Giants? I'm not sure, but what I do know is that this is a Giants team that I do think is going to be able to get generate a little bit of pressure up front. I know that Leonard Williams has been dealing with a little bit of an ailment. He's got a knee issue, so you do want to be checking in on his status. I know that he's missed a little bit of time this season. As a matter of fact, he has missed the last two weeks for this bunch, so we shall see if he's able to go. If not, they still have been able to do a solid job along that front seven, but if I'm taking a look anywhere in terms of the total, I'm going to be taking a look at the under. We did see the overcash last week with the Saints and the Minnesota Vikings. I think that that was a game in which it just got a little bit harebrained there towards the end. And I don't think that we're going to be seeing that in this contest because I do think that when it comes to just how sound these two teams are up front, it is better than that of what we saw last week. And I know that there's a lot of people talking up that Saints defense. If you dive into that, and I'm going to be taking a look a little bit more at that game later on in the show, it is a Saints defense that you expected more out of it than you've been able to get. And I do think that the Saints are exhibit A of why coaching is still very important in the NFL. Now, if you're wanting to see why coaching maybe is a little bit overrated, go to our good friends, the Pittsburgh Steelers, because I would argue that Mike Tomlin, one of the best coaches in the NFL, just hasn't been able to get this team to victories in general. It is a team that is very much bereft of talented general, but getting back to this Packers versus the New York Giants game, what I do think is interesting to take a look at is a little bit more of the prop market, because I do think that there might be a little bit of a chance that Aaron Rodgers throws an interception. We saw something very, very uncharacteristic of Aaron Rodgers last week in that game against the New England Patriots, and that would be a pick six. I think that it was like the second pick six that he has thrown inside of the red zone in his entire career, and Aaron Rodgers has thrown like over 3,000 passes. I think that it was something like his third or fourth ever pick six thrown in his career in general. So that's something that you very rarely see right now. The over on 
a Aaron Rodgers interception. I'm going to try to pull that up because I do think that that is of fascination. You're going to be finding that right in the neighborhood of a plus 185. I don't think that that's necessarily the world's worst sprinkle. Now, if you're taking a look at the under, and these are numbers via DraftKings, minus 255. I think that there's better ways that you're able to back Aaron Rodgers if you think that he is going to be able to protect the ball because if he doesn't throw an interception in this game, the Green Bay Packers should be able to win this game outright. And the Green Bay Packers money line, that's right around about a 345. That's a little bit more chalky, but I do think that if you're looking at a no interception prop at a minus 255, you're just getting down a little bit too far in general. And it's over one and a half touchdowns. That's a minus 175. If anything on that, I do think that you've got a little bit of value to the under because once again, Aaron Rodgers is dealing with less than trustworthy wide receivers. If they get down inside the five-yard line, I have to think that that ball goes to A.J. Dillon. I think that this is going to be a very low-scoring game. I personally, my lone bet in this game as of right now is on the Giants catching the points. I think that just anything over seven is good with the Giants because I do think that this is a low-scoring game, but I'm going to try to see where this total lands in a few hours or so after I get off this show because I do think that there's still some relatively solid value to the under. I do think that there's a lot of people are going to be sitting there thinking, all right, we've got the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers out there on the field. This is a total that's still below 42. I'm going to fire in on the over, and that just has not been able to work out quite a bit. And we have seen quite a few totals that have been steamed up a little bit to the over. It does seem like some of the market is starting to think that, you know what, we're going to be seeing a few more points this week. I'm not so sure about that. I do allude to the fact that I do think that the first few weeks of the season in general in the NFL is a little bit more like preseason. Now these guys have their footing below them a little bit more, but still in this game with everything that these guys had to go through with the travel, just with the wonky circumstances in general with a London game, I do think that it lends itself a little bit more to the under. I do think that both defenses are going to be able to fire on all cylinders. And I think that the Giants are going to be able to keep this game to a touchdown or even closer than that being able to get plus eight. That is what I do like for this game. And that is going to be one of the plays for a circuit millions card that I'm going to be going through a little bit later but something that we've got it to do is take a look at where the value is going to be lying for Sunday with our good friend Russell Brown of Cover One. He joins me next on Sunday Bet Prep here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN the Sports Betting Network. The NHL season has officially begun and our hockey experts are ready with all the action as the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide is available right now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams, players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data. For both avid hockey betters and those a little bit newer to the sport, give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on Sunday Bet Prep right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and we are joined by Russell Brown. He does a great job over at Cover One. I know that he does an amazing job taking a look at all these prospects that are coming out in terms of the NFL draft and does a great job of being able to follow the game in general. Also does a little bit of work over at 1027, the Fanatic as well. And my friend, it is great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk a little NFL, look at some of the, the betting lines, and of course, looking at the player props for tomorrow on a Sunday. How are we doing? I'm doing great. And Russell, before we dive into anything in particular, I know that you do a great job of scouting a lot of these guys for the NFL draft. Is there a guy or two that has leaped out as a rookie that has been a surprise and maybe a guy that in future weeks you want to be taking a look at in terms of some of their player props over? Because I think that it's been very fascinating to take a look at a lot of these guys that came out because, as we know, it was a very defense-heavy draft. But I would say that some of these wide receivers have been able to bust through and have already been able to make a nice impact on the season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at Chris Olave and what he's been able to do down in New Orleans. He has certainly kind of looked as like that number one receiver type of player for them. I mean, Michael Thomas is going to be out for tomorrow. 
Uh, Jarvis Landry's been banged up. It looks like he'll play. It'll be interesting to see what type of role he does. But as we know with Jarvis Landry in the past, he doesn't score a bunch of touchdowns. So if you're looking for a potential prop bet, you know, Chris Olave and what he can do as far as scoring a touchdown, maybe getting five or six catches in close to 100 yards, it would be very intriguing. And then just obviously with the Saints and the Seahawks, I think it's a very underrated game because of just the overall offenses. It's going to be hit or miss with both teams. I mean, Geno Smith, Jameis Winston, we don't know if he's going to necessarily play. I don't know if he's been listed as out yet. I don't think so. So even if he does play, limitations there, Alvin Kamara, Overall, Chris Olave, though, has kind of been the guy in that offense for the first couple weeks of the season. So I think he's somebody to certainly target here as, as the Saints are home against the Seahawks. And I think in a, in a pass defense where you could potentially uh, look at, at this game just overall in the last couple of weeks, I think Chris Olave is somebody that you can really target here uh, for, for this week of, of the NFL. And if you're looking for any time touchdown on Chris Olave, you're finding that at a plus 160 at DraftKings as I do this right now. And then one of the rookies that has really caught my attention, that'd be Drake London. And what he's been able to do for an Atlanta yeah. Falcons team that is currently 4-0 against the spread, yet the money has come against him. This was a line that moved around quite a bit. And some of it had to do with the off-the-field stuff in terms of Tom Brady and Giselle and everything like that. But... Now we get to go down to Brad Sachs. We get to put that all aside as the Buccaneers, their 10-point favorite total on this game is anywhere between 46 and 46 half. Do you think that this is a good spot for Tom Brady to be able to take out his frustrations? Or do you think that the Falcons are going to be a little bit more pesky? Because I felt like at like an 8.5, a 9, that you had a little bit of value with the Buccaneers. Now I think at 10 that this line is getting up a little bit too lofty with the Falcons team that... No doubt they don't have quite the talent, but they have been a pesky bunch has been fighting really hard. And I think this coaching staff is actually doing a good job with the team. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. I, I, as much as you want to buy into Tom Brady, I mean, we're, we're in through four games. This offense has been very underwhelming. Chris Godwin's been battling injuries. Mike Evans was suspended for a game. The, the loss of Rob Gronkowski is, is, is really kind of showcased itself as, as they don't really have a true number one tight end in that offense. O.J. Howard's no longer there. So I think this team is struggling a little bit. Leonard Fournette's been banged up. They can't really run the football. The offensive line's banged up. As Atlanta is 4-0 against the spread this year, it's a plus 10 right now for them. I really like that number. And ultimately, you bring up a, a player in Drake London. I'll, I'll go ahead and say Tyler Algier as well, another rookie out of BYU. I really liked him coming out as a, as a second-round pick last year. I believe he was a late third-rounder. So I like Tyler Algier potentially as maybe a – you know, a player with a low rushing total because they, you know, they split so many carries out of the backfield. But Corderell Patterson is, is not going to be in this game. So they're going to need somebody in the run game. And with Drake London on the outside, we have Tyler Algier running the football. Cal Pitts, we already know, is already out. I know that's a big loss, but plus 10, that number, two rookies as playmakers potentially for some low overall totals and potentially touchdowns. I think it's, I think it's a great spot here. Atlanta, even though it's on the road, and I know Tampa's got a great defense, and obviously, as we know, the GOAT Tom Brady, but I still like that number, and I got to go with it until it fails, and that plus 10 number is just too juicy in the NFL for me to pass on. Yep, I agree. I think that at more like an 8.5 to a 9, like we were seeing early on during the week, it could make a little bit more of a case for the Buccaneers. Now that we're getting up to 10, I think that's getting a little bit too lofty, so I'm in agreement with you there. And then another team that well, the straight-up wins have not necessarily been there for them, but I would say that they're fighting very hard. I think that there's a chance they might be able to get some covers. That would be the Houston Texans. They find themselves a touchdown underdog against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we've heard so much about these second-year quarterbacks, and ironically enough, we're going to have a battle of two of them as Trevor Lawrence, no question, put himself on the map with that tremendous performance they had in Los Angeles a few weeks ago, but Davis Mills has actually shown himself to be better than some of these other second-year quarterbacks. I'm looking at Justin Fields and what is happening with that ordeal, but I take a look at the Houston Texans. Not the sexiest side. This is not a team that I think the public is going to be piling upon on Sunday, but I think there might be a little bit of sneaky value. I don't know if you disagree with me or not, but seeing the Texans as a touchdown underdog, I'm willing to bite. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I think plus seven is a, is a fine number. Some of the players they have defensively, 
are very intriguing. Obviously, Derek Stingley has, has been relatively nice on the outside, but when you look at the offense, you mentioned Davis Mills, a really good game manager within that system. Brandon Cooks, as far as fantasy relevance, it's been there. He's been putting up double-digit points every single week. But really, the number that really intrigues me is Damian Pierce, the rookie running back. I mean, he's got back-to-back games with touchdowns. He's got 80-plus yards in back-to-back games. They only had 11 carries for 33 yards against Indy in Week 1. And Lovey Smith simply came out and said, hey, we've got to use this guy more. He's going to be the focal point of this offense, and they've done so moving forward. And I think he is somebody that, is, as you look at prop bets, you look at that plus 7, I think it's all very intriguing. Anytime touchdown right now is plus 145 for him on DraftKings. I think it's a great number. I think he can score in this game. Miles Sanders ran relatively well against Jacksonville. I, I like this game, even though Jacksonville's home, and I know Trevor Lawrence away and in bad weather, it's not a great thing as he, as he was in Philadelphia. But I think here, Damian Pierce, anytime touchdown, that plus seven, maybe you can same game parlay that and it'd be a relatively good odd spread for you. And I, I think it's going to be a, a close game overall. I, I mean, I could see 24-20 for Jacksonville or even maybe a potential upset like, you know, 24-21 for Houston. I know that's a lot of points for Houston to come up with, but I think it's going to be a, a lot closer than seven. And Pierce's rushing prop as well, currently at DraftKings, 66 and a half. And I do think that that's worth a little bit of consideration as well. Mm-hmm. When it comes to just taking a look at this NFL board for this week, People are going to be finding out a little bit later on the show in terms of my Circa Millions plays. I took a bunch of underdogs. There is one favorite that is really growing on me. The Monday Night Football game is one that I'm taking a look at as well as in terms of favorite. But for Sunday, the Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a number that is currently three and a half in most spots. Where I sit currently doing this broadcast at Circa, it is a three at minus 120 juice. I certainly do think that that juice is worth a squeeze in this case. But with the Baltimore Ravens, they have played really good football in my opinion. Couple bad fourth quarters, and that cannot be discounted. But I do think that with the Baltimore Ravens, they've been playing significantly better. I still think that the turnover woes that we've been seeing from Joe Burrow are very real. I'm going to lay with the Ravens. I don't know if you've got much of a take on this game, but when I see the Ravens being about a three and a half point favorite, I feel like that's too low. Yeah, I mean, it is, but at the same time, the number that I'm really intrigued with is, is just the over. Last year, the over of 44 hit in Week 16. It also hit in Week 7. I think Cincinnati at plus 3.5 is also a good number. I know the turnover woes are legit, but you know, you just look at this passing attack. There's a lot to, to, to kind of handle, and, and I know Baltimore. They traditionally have a very good defense. J.K. Dobbins is back now on the offensive side, so they've got another weapon there. Mark Andrews is very tough to cover. I, I do like that as far as a close game, but I just think that over at 47 and a half, there's a lot of playmakers in this game offensively for both teams. And, and when I see that number, I, I, I think 28-24 is a very possible score. I think 31-28, 31-24 is, is very possible. So I'm looking at the over in this one. I'm not really looking at who's going to potentially win this one because if Lamar has a bad game, because if he, if he ends up turning the football over, which is possible, or Joe Burrow, it, it obviously changes on that spread, and then it changes the whole impact there. So I'm looking at the over here if, I, if I'm betting it. But I, I think Cincinnati's going to start putting some wins together. Joe Cool, he's been very confident in some of his interviews and just saying, hey, everybody, settle down, relax. So I, I believe in Joe Burrow. even if I they do as well, good. Russell. Always do appreciate it, my friend. Great to be able to take a look at that game. And coming up next, we're going to be continuing to venture on for Sunday here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7.
or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. The temperature might be cooling off, but fall sports are heating up on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, basketball, and hockey. Now is the perfect time to join Bet Rivers. New bettors will receive up to $500 in free bets. When they make a first-time deposit using the promo code SPORTS, go to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the great, or we're back here on Sunday Brett Prep here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. I knew that I was going to get that wrong at least once during this show, but with that said, a man that always gets it right, that'd be the man that joined me in the last segment. Russell Brown does amazing work over there. I cover one, being able to take a look at the NFL draft, take a look at just all these guys in general, week in and week out on these Sundays. So big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Some good player prop tips over there as well. So let's dive into a game that we have yet to really talk about here in our number one. It is the game that has the biggest spread. That'd be the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers. We saw a little bit earlier this week, this was a number that got up as high as 24 and a half. That was about two to three days ago. Now we've settled in back to where we've been for much of the week. 14 point favor with the Buffalo Bills. Total on this game is anywhere between 45 and a half. Seeing as high as 46. This is a total that has come down a little bit. And I can't blame people for betting this total down. Now with the Buffalo Bills, you always think about that high octane offense and how explosive that is. And while Mr. Watt is out of the fold for the Pittsburgh Steelers, it certainly is a Steelers defense that still has been able to do a formidable job. What killed the Pittsburgh Steelers last week was four interceptions. Now, I will say that the three interceptions that were thrown by Kenny Pickett, who's going to be getting the ball this week, those were not all on him. But certainly that is a little bit of cause for concern because you're going to be trotting out there Kenny Pickett against a Buffalo Bills team that, they fortified the biggest weakness that they had last season. That was that pass rusher as Von Miller has been able to do a solid job for this team. He's able to give a little bit of stability in general through that front seven. Greg Russo has been able to give you four sacks as well. I know that he was there. First round pick in 2021. Had a good start to last season. Flailed a little bit from there. And now he's been able to come back. He's been in full force. So I do think that our good friend Mr. Pickett is going to have his hands full. But what I do think is important to take a look at in this game is if the uh, Buffalo Bills decide to become a little bit one-dimensional like we've been seeing from them a little bit this season, I do think that it could play into the hands of the Pittsburgh Steelers because right now the strength of this team is having guys like Minka Fitzpatrick and company in that secondary to be able to perhaps get a little bit of an interception to make things a little bit uncomfortable in general. You saw it with the Bills two weeks ago against the Miami Dolphins. 63 passes from Josh Allen. Now, it is a passing league, no question about it, but you still want a little bit of balance, and that's my one nitpick with the Buffalo Bills right now. I do think that they are the best team in all of the NFL right now. I do think that they deserve to be at the top of the futures board in terms of odds to be able to win the Super Bowl. You're able to go down the list. I don't know if I quite agree with Josh Allen being like plus 275, to win MVP, I would have them a little bit lower than that at this point. But when it comes to Buffalo Bills, what I think is important is finding a way to be able to get 
Devin Singletary and Zach Moss going a little bit because Zach Moss is someone that I was very bullish on coming out of Utah a few years ago. Has an FC been able to get going? Devin Singletary, they just haven't necessarily featured him a lot. Now, a little bit is because, well, Singletary hasn't been able to take advantage of a lot of opportunities in general. This seems like a line that in general does a better job of being able to protect the pass rather than the run. So I do think that that is a little bit of a factor, but I would like to see a little bit more balance from the Buffalo Bills. And if they don't, that is, in my opinion, going to be a recipe for the Pittsburgh Steelers to be able to hold in this game. And that is something to take a look at as well, because with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I do think that if this is perhaps like a two-score game where a lot of teams... They just look to run the ball. They look to play a little bit more conservative. The Bills might need to still be in pass mode, and that can lead to some volatility in this game with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They also do, for Kenny Pickett, getting back to him, provide him with quite a few weapons. Chase Claypool this season, well, it's been not necessarily a great season. I think that he had a infamous offseason quote in which he said that he was like the best wide receiver in the NFL. I even think that with having Mitchell Trubisky along with our good friend Mr. Pickett throwing him the ball, the best wide receiver in the NFL should have more than 11 catches for 79 yards after four weeks. That has not been too terrific, but Deontay Johnson is someone that I'm relatively high on. George Pickens has an unreal ability to be able to go up and get the ball. He just has been, well, having Mitchell Trubisky throwing the ball for much of the season, and that has led to a issue for him to say the least, but I do think that with the Steelers, it is a team that is going to be able to hold in this game. And what I think is going to be very important is what it comes down to up front, the offensive line, something that has not been really addressed by the Pittsburgh Steelers in a few seasons. And I really felt like that's why I was so low on them coming into the season because it was a noted issue in 2021. And going into the 2021 season, a lot of us were just there like, why have the Pittsburgh Steelers not done anything with the offensive line? But it does feel like they're starting to find their seed legs a little bit. And that is indicated by how Najee Harris has been able to run the ball. For Najee Harris, his yardage has went up and up and up every single week of the season. Began at 23 and then 49, 56, 74. And on top of that, what I think is even more important than the yardage is the yards per carry. Because Najee Harris has been getting the ball a lot since he came into the league last season. But the actual effectiveness of the carries, that has not necessarily been there. It has went up in every single week, 4.1 yards per carry against the New York Jets. Last week with the type of runner that he is, you know what? That is going to be able to pass. That is something that you can live with if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I do think that Kenny Pickett is going to be able to bring just a little bit more of a element of, shall we say, the deep ball than you were able to get out of Mitchell Trubisky, which I do think is going to be able to provide for more options for this Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Now, if the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be able to win this game outright, they are certainly going to need to do so up front. They're going to need to make life very miserable for Josh Allen. And with this Steelers team, I do think that they're going to be able to do a solid job of being able to hold down the fort. I think that this is going to be a game that the Steelers are going to want to make as sloppy and just unsightly as humanly possible. And I think that they're going to be able to do so. And with this line, it just comes back to something that I've been referencing on the Greg Peterson experience on this network. I just feel like, the difference between the top team and the bottom team in the NFL, it's as slim as it's been in a very long time. I think it's fair to say that the Pittsburgh Steelers are, at the very best, a bottom eight team, if not a bottom five team in the NFL. They have certainly played as such. Now they've got a rookie quarterback, and it's in the fold in Kenny Pickett, but I still think that the difference between the bottom team and the top team should not be a two-touchdown spread, even with this game being played in Buffalo in front of those incredible fans. I'm willing to take the points with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the spot. Obviously, the best of the number was the 14 and a half that we were seeing a little bit earlier in the week. And I personally don't think that this gets back to 14 and a half. I think that it probably just stays at 14 and a half. I'd be surprised if this drops to, say, a 13 or a 13 and a half. But I think it's going to be relatively stagnant. And even with the drop in total, I do agree with it. I do think that the Pittsburgh Steelers, their only path to victory. And I would not be sprinkling anything on the money line of plus 600 with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I do think that the only way that they are going to be able to get the job done is by really bottling up this team, being able to make it a sloppy sort of game. So I do like this total under, and I do like the Mondo number of 14 that we are going to be getting with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the spot. So that's where I'm looking in terms of this game. And then 
we are going to be taking a look at a little bit of the prop market right now as well because what i do think is important is always trying to take a look at some of these and just trying to be able to find their your niche one of the prop markets i've been able to do a solid job of this season is as to be able to throw an interception i've been doing a relatively okay job especially on the primetime games see only place where I was able to find value in that Indianapolis Colts versus Denver Broncos game was by taking Matt Ryan to throw an interception. It felt like that one was relatively easy to say the least. I think that over at BetMGM, they were saying that like 99% of the bets on that prop came in on Matt Ryan to throw an interception. And well, lo and behold, he did so. And the one that I'm going to be taking a look at for this week, it's a little bit chalkier, but I you take a look at it, and Joe Burrow to throw an interception against the Baltimore Ravens at a minus 110, I think that you've got relatively solid value. I recognize that it's a Ravens defense that has been leaving a little bit of something to be desired, and I'll be diving in on this Bengals versus Ravens game a little bit later on during the show, but I do take a look at Joe Burrow to throw an interception, and he's been doing quite a bit of that throughout his career. He is someone that has a little bit of a reckless abandonment, and that's a good thing we've Seen that work out for a quarterback like a Brett Favre in the past, but I do think that that is something to take a look at. Joe Burrow, minus 110 currently in DraftKings to throw an interception. I think that you've got some relatively solid value there. And here at VSIM, we try to give you value with pro tips every single hour. You're able to get all of these by becoming a VSIM Pro subscriber, vsim.com slash subscribe. And my pro tip for hour number one is... Even if a player is not on the injury list or is good to go, take a look to see if they've got lingering ailments or just in general, if they're playing on an injury, how effective they are going to be. It's not enough to just be like, oh, the guy is in. He's going to be 100%. These injuries affect players very differently. Try to take a look to see how close to 100% they're going to be. And at hour number two of VSIN bet prep here for this Sunday. We're going to be taking a look at a big time AFC game here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. It's game time, baby! And you're just lying there? Watching on the couch? Uh uh, that's not going to cut it. You need to get in the game with Bet Rivers Sportsbook. There you go. Now you're live in the action. Live in game bets. Live player props. And live player props. And live player props. And live player props. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 